Okay, welcome back everybody to our second campaign, The Curse of Strahd. Our last uh, session was an expositional doozy. Um, our heroes had just escaped Castle Ravenloft and returned to the old bone grinder windmill in order to collect Irina. One problem though, she was nowhere to be found. Ajira took the lead on locating and tracking her footprints, and you learn that Irina and the three kids headed north towards the town of Velaki. Uh, unfortunately, along the way, uh, they were attacked by a large pack of wolves. Two of the children didn't make it. The party gave them a proper burial and continued to follow Irina's tracks, which led them to the main road, where they met a Vistani caravan. Aragal, the leader of the Vistani caravan, offered to let you ride along with them. It came up in conversation that the Vistani are discriminated against in the town of Velaki. Uh, and that Aragal, uh, or excuse me, and Aragal asked if the party wouldn't mind going into town and getting a toy for his daughter. Uh, upon arriving at the gates of Velaki, uh, the party was allowed to enter the city after a brief interrogation. Uh, they offered their names and weapons in order to comply with the town's law. The town seemed fairly normal at first until the party started to enter the town square, where you found several men, women, and children trapped in stockades with plaster donkey heads on them. Um, it didn't take long for the party to kind of jump into action when a man was about to rape a Vistani woman in the stocks. Uh, the party did this dope combination attack where they literally shot a man's penis off, and I let it happen because it was super cool, and then they healed the wound over. Uh, they continued to the church where they thought Irina would be, uh, but found out that the church was robbed of its hollow ground. Um, finally, the party headed over to the Blue Water Inn, excuse me, where... Irina actually was, uh, and they found Irina and the girl Tabitha. We ended the session with the innkeeper, Irwin, offering the first round to the party, uh, where everybody was sitting around a large round table. So we're going to kind of reverse back maybe about 15 seconds in the campaign um, so that I can kind of re-explain the tavern, what it looks like, you know, the whole rigmarole here. Jump into roll 20, because I do not have that open like a baddie. And throw that over to the Blue Water Inn. All right, so this tavern is packed with tables and chairs uh, and narrow paths meandering between them. Um, a bar stretches along one wall and under a balcony that can be reached by a wooden staircase. All the windows are fitted with thick shutters and crossbars. Lanterns hanging above the bar and resting on the tables bathe the room in a bright orange light. The walls are adorned with a wolf... Uh, with, with wolf heads mounted on wooden plaques. A half-elf man plays a slow and lovely song on the guitar, and a hooded, dark, roguish man sits at a small table in the corner. Jeremy opens the door, locks eyes with Zav, and walks over and says, Mind if I sit here? No, of course. He takes a seat. It's so good to see you again. How long has it been? It's been almost 20 years for me. It was just four days. Not for me, it wasn't. For me, it was quite a bit longer. I, uh, I went into that cave, and I woke up in this small town of Barovia. Uh, it's uh, several miles away from here. Uh, but I woke up there, and um, people started calling me a mistraveler. I met up with a couple other people. I mean, that's that's really the story. Really familiar. That's how my last four days. I'm so sorry. I, 
you have nothing to apologize for. But the fight, I. The fight. I. Yeah, sweet. We fought, and that's why you went in the cave. And I shouldn't have. What's important is that you're here, and I love you. I love you too. It's it's been so long since we've been able to say that to each other. He looks around. Uh, I imagine you guys are all at the table here. Uh, he looks around and he goes, uh, do you want to introduce me to your friends? Oh, so rude of me. I, 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 forgive me, I'm still kind of learning their names. I just recently met up with them. Uh, the, the big guy over here is Del Varis. Am I pronouncing that right? I, I've just known him as Del for the most part. Can't hear you, Tom, but he extends his hand out to shake yours. Sorry, Dell's just yelling a little raspy right now. So uh, this is uh, a Jira. Um, uh, Save my my high time. Any time, good friend. Any time. Again, um, go ahead and I yeah, I shake hands. Uh, this is is Gaius. Um, my understanding is that he's good friends with Dell. It's true. Guys. Good to meet you, Jeremy. Check us out. Nice meeting you. This is Aspion. I Again, I'm still fairly new, so I don't know too much about Aspion. Well, Aspion, all of you, thank you so much for keeping Zav safe and bringing him to me. Whether you knew I was here or not. What was that? Sorry. Our pleasure. Thank you. He said, next round's on me. Um, so there are two main types of drinks uh, that are here. Uh, you guys have the option of the, uh, I'm just going to call them by their short names, by the, uh, uh, so you either have the Grape Smash or you have the Dragon Crush wine. So those are your two options that you guys are able to drink. Um so what are you guys drinking first? I guess that's the question. The Dragon Crush, the more bright red of the two. Yeah, yeah, that one's, that one's, um, it got a little more of a bite to it, less fruity, um, but it's got that, that really bright red color. Uh, I will get the other one, but nurse it throughout the night and actually not really. Okay. Um, I, I think uh, I'll have Jeremy match you. Uh, he likes both, but he'll go with the Grape Smash because you had a Grape Smash. Do grape smash. Okay, and then similar situation. I think I'll have Irina match you uh, because you did that. Uh, Aspion. I'll go with the uh, the dragon smash. Uh, dragon crush. Dragon crush. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dell. Uh, I think dragon crush. You'll also, you'll also only have one. Sure. Um, so uh, so your drinks come. Um, uh, First round was on Irwin. Um, you guys drink up. And it, for those that don't want a second, that's fine. Um, um, uh, you have a half-elf uh, in the corner, and he's just kind of strumming a song. And I guess I could probably like throw a groovy thing up here real fast. <coughs> but um, uh, he's just playing a little ditty on his guitar. Um, there's also, a, a, a like I said, a dark roguish man kind of in the corner um, that's just sitting there. Um, and he looks a little ominous um, and just kind of looking at everybody that's around him. 
Jerry, do you recognize that? Kind of make me feel a little uh, watched. Ah, uh, he's harmless. It's nothing to worry about. Oh, there's like words in this one. Jesus. I'm going to turn it way down. Um, but um, uh, yeah, no, he's, don't worry about it. Just local gambler that's around here. It's him you have to keep an eye on. And he gestures to another man, um, a lot larger in size, um, who just seems to be kind of smashing drinks back. Um, and the uh, uh, barkeep is uh, continuing to serve him. Why is that? It's just known to be a loud mouth around here. Doesn't seem to have a filter, a brain even. <laughs> I know the type. Um, I'm going to switch over real fast, and I am going to be Irina, um, who wants to pull you aside, Aspion. Uh, I'm sorry, not Aspion, Ajira. Um, okay. And says, hey, can I talk to you for a second? At this point, Tabitha has kind of fallen asleep on her. Um, and so she just kind of stands up uh, delicately and uh, has the young girl and um, just kind of walks over to the side uh, with you. Um, she says, uh, I've made a really tough decision and I wanted to talk to you about it first. What's, what's up? We made it to Velaki. This is what we wanted to do. We did. Now what? I think now where, I... Where do we go from here? I think this is it for me. I think that I go to the church. It's where I can be safe. Strahd can't get me there. He can't get Tabitha there. Um, Ajira, you do remember, because I mean, this literally just happened like less than an hour ago, maybe an hour ago now, um, that you went over to the church and you know for sure it's not consecrated. You know that ground is not what she thinks it is. Um, Is there any... I guess during this conversation when she's saying that and I'm kind of hearing it, um, I look around to see if like I'm being hurt or listened into if I have any ears, eavesdroppers listening in. Uh, no. Um, at, at this time, it seems like... I, I guess roll me a perception check. Let's find out. Uh, um. yeah. Ten. Yeah, um, I'm going to say that that nobody's really listening in. I think you're okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of say in a lower voice, be like, um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think that's entirely true, unfortunately. Um, I talked to the father when we were there, and uh, I was looking for you. Um, it's the place that I thought you were going to go to. And uh, unfortunately, something happened there. He didn't really get into it, but that's not um hollowed grounds anymore something's missing or something needs to be done to make it hollow again you see that she's almost got this defeated look on her face like it's always something like it's never just done it's never just enough it's always the next thing and you can see she's just got this defeated look on her face um i definitely see that and i go hey it's okay i mean we've we've got a party behind us We'll get there, we'll get it hollowed, and we'll make sure that you're safe. It might take another day or so, but we have a whole town ag- pretty much against Strahd right now. I mean, right. it's not he's not going to come right in, and we can keep you safe until that's ready. We, we okay. will get it ready. Can you do me a favor? What's that? 
don't tell Tabitha. Don't tell Tabitha that it's not safe. She I think what we do, know. I think what we do is we drop her off tomorrow morning and we say that I'll be back in the evening and hopefully by then the ground will actually be concentra- concentrated, excuse me. All right. But yeah. we're going to have to inform the people who are working there, the the pasture and everyone else. Okay. Or else they're just going to spill the beans to him because I mean, we walked right in and he just told us. So, right. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Um, So we're going to flip right on back over. You guys had your little conversation. You guys walk back over. Uh, Tabitha's still sleeping. Her head rested on Irina. Uh, But we're going to flip back over. I'm going to be Mr. Jeremy. Um, You guys are are, are welcome to hit him up with with questions. Um, You know, whatever you guys have. I have one. Uh, The wine that we're drinking, does it taste... I'm curious about something. Does it taste like the wine in Barovia? Is it like the same kind of wine? It is the same kind of wine. Yeah. Good call. Um, Do do you ask about that? Yeah. Um, Who do you ask that to? uh, Oh, Jeremy. Well, well, no, I was like, I was just going to ask Jeremy, this wine, do you know where it comes from? Yes, I do. Erwin. Uh, he calls the uh, the innkeeper over, and Erwin says, yes, have you guys decided on food? Um, he goes, no, uh, my friend Gaius here has a question about your wine. And Erwin says, ah, I'm happy to listen. Where is it from? Well, it's from us. Uh, my family, uh, we brew the wine uh, just north of here. Nope. East. Here. <laughs> like Sorry, he, said the conversation too. <laughs> he knows directions. Yeah. So, so it's, it's here in northeast. northeast of here. It's, uh, it's, so it's here in the town of Valaki. It's like east. Uh, no, it's a little outside of the town. Um, we have a uh, a large vineyard out there um, that we make the wine at. Um, but yes. To answer your question, uh, we make it. Uh, it's, it's me and my family. Seems the only plant I've seen grow here has been grapes. I was told to drink tea earlier, but the old lady who served it for us, it was just wine. It was kind of hot. Uh, <laughs> it, is There's this a... where all the wine in Barovia comes from? Yes. Yes, it does. Um, and how, how do you transport it without being savaged by animals in some way? Uh, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. I'm not going to say that it doesn't get intercepted and, and taken to you know the devil himself. But uh, I, I can say that um, you know we do our best to try to get it from point A to point B. Um, uh, wow. Do you prefer to travel at night or in the day, or does it make a difference? Uh, definitely in the day, and it does make a difference. Uh, we stay off the roads at night if we can. We make camp, uh, you know, just shy of the roads, so that if we need a place to run, I mean, yeah, absolutely. He's like, I, he, he, I guess he says, I'm not the runners. Uh, generally, we have Vistani folk who are able to run our supplies and caravans for us, um, you know, and other, you know, kind of lower peasants for us. Oh, yeah, that sounds rough. Well, thank you. That's. Yeah. Very interesting. Absolutely. Uh, 
he he hands you um, another drink. Raise it to him and start chugging. Yeah, he takes a sip of one of his own that he's been nursing. Am I able to switch up my drink and try the other one? Absolutely, yeah. So you finish that one, and he'll hand you another. How did, how did you find yourself into the into the guard? Quite seem like you. Yeah. Um, so remember that group that I was telling you I met up with? Um, kind of has to do with them. Um, I don't really like to talk about it much, but. I think it's important that you know. Um, and he's talking more to you, Zav. I, I mean, everyone's welcome to listen, but he's talking more to you than anything else. Um, he says, uh, uh, there was uh, me uh, and a man named Mord um, that met up. We were both mistravelers, uh, as they called us. Um, we just felt like normal people thrust into a bad situation. Uh, we met up. Um, and, and Mord isn't like me. He's not even like you. He He's a leader. He's a natural born leader. He encourages people and inspires them and he was able to get all of the lands of Barovia to unite against Strahd. We have hundreds of people that were on our side as we marched on Castle Ravenloft. That was almost 20 years ago now. So I take it it didn't end well. He looks at you and says, uh, no, to say the least. And he looks down and he takes a drink. He takes a deep breath afterwards. He says, uh, that was a rough night. <clears throat> Everyone fell. Um, it, um, it, it was bad. Um, you know, people will say that I'm one of the lucky ones. Uh, I was left bleeding. Uh, being chased by every monster imaginable. Uh, I made my way over here to Velaki, and um, Vargas, the Baron, um, picked me up. What's interesting is that Vargas spoke out against this raid. He disagreed with it from the beginning. He said, no one should be raiding this castle. Who would have thought that he was actually right? But he was nice enough to take me in and let me heal in his home. I mean, I owe Vargas my life. Would you say he's a good man? I would say he's one of the best. Um, At that point, uh, Bluto, um, I guess a drunk man as far as you guys know, in the corner is going to stand up and he's going to clap. Excellent theatrics, Jeremy. And let me put Bluto on the screen for you. And um, Jeremy looks a little bothered by this. Like he just opened up and now someone's mocking him. And he goes, what of it, Bluto? And, you know, he, um, he, he pokes back a little bit. Jeremy does uh, pokes back and says, um, uh, were you able to find that monster in the lake? And uh, a couple people around the, the tavern laugh a little. <laughs> and um, Bluto uh, kind of claps back right at him. And says, you hang out with the lowest lives. Um, he he kind of gestures towards, uh, you know, half-elves. Um, you know, people in your party who look a little different. Um, and Jeremy at this point stands up. Um, 
he then leans over to to Zav, uh, where Jeremy's already probably going to be territorial of. But he leans over to Zav at this moment and uh, uh, says, it's interesting that in that story, he doesn't mention everybody. And Jeremy says, stop it. And he goes, tell him, tell him how you bolstered Strahd's numbers. Tell him that every person that was in that raid has now become a minion. Tell him how you endangered everyone's lives in this land. And Jeremy says, well, at least I was trying. Now this feud is kind of going back and forth. Uh, the two are at each other's uh, throats verbally, but no physical blows have come to yet. Um, Bluto leans in and he goes, then tell him about Dato. At that point, Jeremy loses it. His eyes almost start to water for just a second. And then he bites down on his jaw, grabs Bluto by the, the shirt, tunic, whatever he's got on, uh, grabs him and pushes him down against the table. Bluto just laughs and laughs and laughs. At this Jeremy. point, I put a hand on uh, Jeremy's arm. What does it mean? Del goes over also and tries to break it up. I, I put a hand on Pluto's shoulder. At this point, Jeremy will slowly release his grip, but you can see that he's still kind of shaken by this. Bluto takes it apart. Oh, go ahead, sorry. I can understand being shaken, but resorting to violence isn't going to solve it. He almost takes like just like a mini deep breath, and as Bluto starts to stand up, Irwin grabs him and throws him out of the bar, um, um, saying, I- I'm sorry about that, Jeremy. We won't let him back in here again. Um, at this point, the bard who had stopped playing is going to start up again. Um, did, Jeremy, did you... <laughs> He mentioned that you bolstered the numbers of the devil. I've been told that we can't say that name for risk of being thrown out of town or some nonsense. Um, did you know before the raid that there was a chance that his numbers could be bolstered? I mean, not exactly. I mean, we didn't go in to lose. We knew it was going to be an uphill battle. I mean, the man controls everything around here. But we didn't think it was going to happen as it did. Uh, I've, I'm just, can I hear this point of the conversation? Yeah, yeah, you can I'm, hear all of this. I'm still sitting at the table. I've just had my hand on the feather head of one of the arrows in the quiver. Um, but I'm just still sitting in the seat. Um, <laughs> is... <clears throat> You talked about Mord. You said he is a leader, someone who can fight. Um, notice you didn't say was. He's still alive. <laughs> no, not as far as I know. He um, he fell in the raid. A pity. Um, at that point, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, you have another question. Oh, I was just like, um, Jeremy, do you have any advice for us? 
any next obvious step on the map where we should be going right now if we wanted to obtain power in this group. Is there anything you know of in this land that would be I useful would say, for us? I would say find a place and make yourself comfortable. You're not leaving. Understood. Uh, with that, he's going to walk over to the bar and grab a uh, another drink. Um, Irina's going to uh, tell the group um, as well about her wanting... Uh, she originally just told um, Ajira. She's going to tell the rest of the group and say, um, uh, we've made our decision that once the ground is reconsecrated at the church, that we are going to stay behind. As this seems like the safest place for us. I agree with that. Um, I'll pipe up and just, uh, you know, I've been wondering, is it just Strahd that's not able to go onto these grounds? Or is all vampires not able to go on this ground, Irina? Uh, it would be all vampires in this case. Okay. We, we can... Um, she goes, you might be able to ask a priest more about how the spell works. Maybe Dell could help. Do you know anything about reconsecrating? Holy lands. Del, you're welcome to roll like an arcana check, but I don't think Del does. I, I, I would be surprised too. Yeah, I think. No, sorry guys, that's it, uh, it, that's a job for priests, not for not for paladins. It's a pretty high level spell too, so understandable. And with the way they perform it here, it's a little different, but yeah. Did the priest mention... Ajira, you were the one the priest spoke to. Did he mention what had happened? Or, I'm sorry, do, do I remember exactly what... Like, how do we know the ground isn't consecrated? Did the that Like, my memory is, like... Josh yeah, we're... My on that. They, um... There, there was a skeleton that was missing, I believe, is what he said. That we need to find someone and uh, put them back in the casket some old holy figure or something who's something like that skeleton I, protects there i followed it halfway but you know he was a busy man very quick i think we'll get some more details in the morning maybe it's our buddy mord <laughs> we can only hope but let's get this little one up to bed good okay. idea are we all interested in retiring for the night? Uh, uh, Gaius is going to cast message to Irina. Sure. Uh, and say, Irina, when this is all done, can I talk to you in private? Sure. Let me put her down first. Sure. Yeah. So she'll go upstairs and she'll put her down and she'll make her way back down the stairs. Um, the way this place is set up, it's a little different. You have like inside stairs here. Um, and then it leads to like an upper balcony and then that upper balcony leads to the rooms. It's a little strange, but, um, that's kind of how it works in here. There's no like railing or anything. So it's just like kind of an open air balcony. Um, and so she, uh, she puts, uh, Tabitha, uh, you know, uh, away for the night and then, uh, walks back downstairs, um, and, uh, comes and talks to you guys. The other name you were being called by. Who is that? 
you honestly have just about as much information as I do. Um, I don't know why, but he's always called me Tatiana. I don't know who this person is and why he thinks I am this person, but he's always called me that from a young age. That's incredibly strange. And that's all you know about it. You don't know anything else. Nothing that you're trying to protect anyone from by withholding that knowledge from us. I, I wouldn't be able to protect anybody with withholding that knowledge. I'm the one in danger. Oh, I know. Granted, I'm with you, so you're in danger. But No one's really safe here. No. Well, that's concerning, but thank you for being honest with me. Um, I guess that will remain a mystery for now. I'm going to head upstairs. Okay. Um, Aspion, before I let you leave, I'm going to have the bard that had been playing for the evening um, come up and talk to you and say, hey, another Mist Traveler, huh? Um, I guess I'm I'm a little new to the group as well. Ah, well, name's Rictavo, and he goes to uh to shake your hand. Pleasure to meet you, Rictavo. Can I can I buy you a drink? No, no, no. I don't drink. But if uh, if you ever need anything, reach out to me. Okay. Okay. How can I get in contact with you? I live here. Here is in the tavern? Here is in the tavern. Okay. Thought I'd make sure. Thank you, Rick Tavo. Of course. Um, and then go ahead and give me a perception check, Aspion. Okay. Um, um, as he walks away, um, you notice a note. Um, or like a little scrap of paper, I should say, that kind of fell out of his pocket. Um, you reach for it and uh, pick it up and, um, you know, open it up and uh, it says, trust no one. Oxymoron. I think yeah, you know. right? Like, mm-hmm. like, how could you trust him if he's telling exactly. you to trust no one, right? That's yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Tommy is dying over there with his mute. With his mic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not oxymoron. <laughs> like, um, the search of the P. Phenomenon. <laughs> um, Palindrome. Paradox, maybe. Um, but, um, paradox, yeah. Uh, that said, um, is there anything else we're doing for tonight? Do we have any further questions? Anything for anybody? Dell's Del's looking around at these eight identical women around the room. He's super <laughs> People that Mike accidentally kept in the, uh, the the GM side of it, and I was like, oops, I got to put that into like the tokens. He is extremely concerned about these octuplets. <laughs> <laughs> this commoner token that's just <laughs> everywhere. Oh shit! I just looked, Mike. I just looked up into your panel, and this dude, this bard oh, yeah. that just like the club can't handle him, dude. <laughs> Yo, he's got a cane. All right, uh, he's 
He's he's he's a cool guy. He's got like um, Gundam wing hair. Yeah. Can we uh, can we speak in private? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I pull him aside. Okay. I know it's been twenty years. I I still feel feel guilty for the way things fell out. Yes. I'm. I know it probably doesn't mean much now, but I I'm sorry and I hope you forgive my anger. For me it's been a few days, but they've been the longest week of my life. You say it doesn't mean much, but it means everything. To just hear that. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I, I give him a hug. He hugs you back. Now, Jeremy doesn't live at the tavern. Um, um, so are you going to invite him to stay the night, um, Zav, or are you going to let him return home tonight? Um, I think uh, I will ask. Uh, are you? You're more than welcome to stay. I will likely be sharing a room with this fine group of of people. Maybe one or two rooms of a lot of us. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember the breakdown. Um, so there are three rooms in the tavern. Sorry, there are four rooms in the tavern. Rictavo's got one. Ajira, Irina, and Tabitha have one. And then I don't know the breakdown between the the rest of you guys. Uh, I'm gonna bunk with whoever. I'm not picky. Yeah, Dell doesn't care. Okay. Imagine Gaius would prefer to bunk with Dell just because the most familiar member of the group. Yeah, Del doesn't All right. Good with that. All right, and then we'll put let's say Majira over here. And then Zav's going to go right there. All right. Um, and if, if Jeremy decides to stay, um, yeah, that's fine. I think, I think at this point, uh, Jeremy's absolutely had enough wine that it would take very little convincing. So I think he's open to staying the night as well. He's going to bunk okay. with us, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll sleep by myself, and Jeremy yep. sleeps with you guys. That's how we do it. Great. <laughs> No, uh, as as we're uh, we're laying there, I, I kind of just look over at at Jeremy, and that's that's basically how the night ends. So I just look at him for a while and then falls. Awesome, um, cool. So we're gonna start up on the next morning. Uh, you guys have all received the effects of a long rest. I don't know if we've really done anything since that would require it, but you yeah. at least I at least have it. Go ahead. I got one more thing before we go to bed. Oh, sure. Go for it. Shoot. Um, so I want to head upstairs after putting the girl, I forget her name, uh, Tabitha, Tabitha, right? Yeah. Putting her to bed. Um, and then I know Irina goes back downstairs to talk to the crew. Uh, during that time, I want to stay up there and I actually want to cast sending. Okay. Ascending spell. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually contact Strahd. And I'm going to, I have 25 words. I'm going to say, hey, 
It's Ajira. I have a few questions for you. Why was I brought here specifically? And what's your um, reasoning for calling Irina? Um, what was the name? The that he Tatiana. Was, Tatiana, all the time. That's twenty-five. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to hold you to exactly twenty-five, but that's fine. Um, I like how you started with A. Hey. I know. <laughs> I always turn it. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Look, I played him a song. It went well. Coming at you from pretty much besties now. <laughs> um. <laughs> so you're gonna hear a, an awkwardly long silence. Like you're almost concerned that, like, maybe it didn't get to Strahd. Maybe this is different. It, this spell didn't work exactly as you wanted because it's the first time you've used it. And then you're going to hear Strahd, and you know it's him. Uh, the way the sending message works is you know it's that person when they're talking to you. And uh, he says, it's good to hear from you again, Ajira. If you're asking about Tatiana, she is the most important thing to me. If you have information as to where she is, you must tell me. Does it kind of end there? Mm -hmm. That's where it ends. So I'm going to use my last, just because I'm getting ready for the night, I'm going to use my last uh, second level spell, and I'm going to cast Sending again and go. Hey, it's Ajira. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey it's it's me again. <laughs> no. um, unfortunately, I don't have any information at this time. I'm just curious on why she's the most important thing to you, so I know how important it is. Again, another silence, and then a reply. Have you ever been in love? Well, if so, then you'll know how I feel. Tatiana and I are not bound by time. We're bound by love for eternity, our immortality, our curse. If I find that you know where she is, you will suffer. And then silence again. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I had. But and then that can play out as is. All right. Cool. So we'll uh, have everybody take a long rest. Uh, Jerry, you get those back. Um, we'll start up uh, the next morning, and I'll pull up my notes. So we'll start up the next morning. Um, you guys can all meet downstairs. We'll have a little bit of breakfast, um, and then um, uh, I know. You know, you guys can can do different things. You guys are welcome to split up if you want. Um, I, I know one of the things that Irina is going to want to do um, is um, uh, go to the party and say, uh, so we've made our decision to uh, stay at the church, um, but we're going to make a quick stop across the street. Um, we saw Blinsky's toys yesterday, and uh, I know that... Uh, 
Uh, Tabitha was very excited about it. Um, so we were going to go over there and get her a present before um, we went over to the church. Um, so you guys are welcome to come with us. Uh, but then after that, we're going to head over to the church. We will. It would be good to keep you safe. And also we have an errand to run. Yeah, okay. yeah it just sounds kind of pleasant, honestly. <laughs> okay. We've been through some shit. <laughs> I feel um, like I died and came back to life as somebody else. <laughs> that was very good. So you guys walk across the street. Uh, once again, you see the town square. It's You're right in the town square area. So you see this town square. Um, and you kind of walk through it. You see more folks in the stocks. Um, you know, Maybe even some different folks than what you saw last time. And uh, you see uh, the outside of this shop. Uh, it originally, when you guys walk through, had like a clothes sign on it, um, but that sign is now gone. Um, this cramped little shop has a dark entrance portico, um, above which hangs a wooden sign shaped like a rocking horse with a B engraved on the side. Um, flanking the entrance are... Hey, Jimmy. Flanking the entrance are two arched lead frames uh, through this dirty glass, you can kind of see that there are a ton of toys just on display. And uh, you can kind of see in that window as well, that inside is kind of their slogan is, um, is no fun is no Blinsky. Uh, and so you, um, you go inside um, and then you're immediately greeted by a very jolly man. Let me see if I can pull a Blinsky here by a very jolly man with a monkey on his shoulders. He goes, Welcome, friends, to the house of Belinsky, where happiness and smiles can be bought at bargain prices. Perhaps you know a little, a little child in need of joy, a little toy for a girl or boy. This store is filled to the brim with miniature wooden horses, tops, balls. But overall, over everything else, there are just numerous aisles filled with dolls. Um, some are plain, some are lavish, some are more beautiful than others, but no two dolls are the same. Tabitha is going to literally be a kid in a doll shop and uh, uh, kind of run through the aisles and start looking at all the dolls. Uh, so, Bl go ahead. Blinsky is her name? Ah, uh, yes. My name is Blinsky. Are you a sorcerer of some kind? Uh, no magic here. No, sir. You're alive, so I thought I would ask. Um, what? <laughs> I do not know what that means, <laughs> says Belinsky and his monkey. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you either got like big ass swords and you're like a dangerous motherfucker or like you're alive for some other reason. I just assume you're a magic user. I sell toys. <laughs> This is my job. Tell me, do you have a doll of a Vastani girl? Ah, yes, our Vastani collection. And he uh, kind of ushers you to an aisle. And you can see that these Vistani have a little bit darker tones of skin, uh, dark hair. Um, this looks to be more, I guess, their ethnicity than anything else. Um, Tabitha, who's running down the aisles, kind of runs back um, to the center. And uh, she missed it because she was so overwhelmed the first time through. But uh, there's this like center uh, countertop. But right next to it is this like display case where you would, I guess, kind of keep like the special, you know, dolls. Um, so it catches her eye and she runs over there um, and she looks, she goes, 
oh my gosh. And she runs over and she grabs Ajira and Irina's hands and kind of pulls you guys over um, to the, um, uh, the the display case and points. Um, and uh, uh, Belinsky's going to come over um, and say, ah, yes, you have an eye for a well-crafted doll. And you can kind of see he's putting the pieces together as well. And he looks at Irina and he looks at this doll. This doll is a spitting image of Irina. It's got pale white skin, auburn hair, green eyes, and wearing fairly similar looking armor. armor excuse me. Um, and literally none of the other dolls are wearing armor. They're wearing dresses, you know, and whatnot. Um, no armor here. That that seemed that seemed normal to anyone else. <laughs> it doesn't to me. He goes. Are, are uh, we with them? I thought we were in the Vistani aisle. Uh, yeah, you guys might be just kind of down a different aisle, but uh, oh, he's going right, to pull that mind. doll out for uh, the three of you, uh, Tabitha, um, Irina, and Ajira. He's going to pull that doll out, and he's going to say, I normally never sell these dolls, but something tells me fate has something to do with this one. And he sets it down um, um, and sells it. Uh, Irina pays the man, uh, sells it to Irina, and she hands it to Tabitha, and she holds it closely. Hmm. It's an interesting-looking doll, don't you think, Irina? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Any uh, any idea why it looks suspiciously like someone I may know? Looks like me, and I don't know. This isn't one of uh, you-know-who's tricks, is it? I couldn't tell you. We might need Dell to uh, look at the doll before we go anywhere. Okay. Um, and, uh, oh, go ahead. Um, with that, I'm going to cast message over to Dell and say, hey, can you come on up here to the counter? I have something that uh, needs a looking at. And uh, you're the right man for the job. Aspion and um, uh, guys, were you able to find a um, uh, Vistani doll that you liked? Um, uh, this one yeah. looks like something a little Vistani girl would like, right? Just some no, Vistani. I, mean... uh, I would imagine through all of this, uh, Jeremy has gone back to his... He has. He, uh, he has. He's on duty today. I apologize. I forgot to mention that. But yeah, he's on duty today. He had to go in the morning. So I'm just kind of distracted, picking up a doll, yeah. looking at it, setting it down, another setting it down, and I pick up one and see that uh, Gaius and uh, Aspion are kind of looking for specific ones and kind of think about showing them the one that I have in my hand. No, no. Um, pick up another, hand it over to Gaius. What about this one? Uh, don't know. Not a little girl who likes dolls. Really uh, sure what does oh. it look like? Belinsky, once he's um, all finished up um, with the three of them, will walk over to Zav and say, Curious, may I touch your skin? Um, do you talk to all your customers that way? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. <laughs> it, it, like, totally seriously, he says, I do not. 
Um, yeah, I, I guess, and I hold out my hand just flat. Um, okay. He he runs his uh, his fingers over your hand, and he goes, "Do you know Captain Jeremy?" I do. Yeah. Why do you ask? No reason. Um, and we'll cut back over to our other guys. Um, uh, before you, you cut back, I walk over kind of down the next aisle and uh, cast Disguise Self on myself. No longer look like an ass mark. Cool. Uh, I'm going to find, like, talk to Aspion and say, like, wait, well, this one looks like a little girl. Let's go show show it to the little girl and that seems as good as anyone right okay so you pick out a doll that um that specifically looks like a vistani girl um um and uh uh purchase it um are you all ready to leave i think um but you're actually going to show dell oh okay yeah go for it hey uh dell what do you make of this and then i kind of show him the doll it looks exactly like Irina. Irina. Mm-hmm. Looks like Irina. I'm worried it's a trick to track someone. Is there something that you might be able to help us with um, for magical entities? I can detect good or evil on it, but beyond that, that's the limit of my abilities. I wanted to know if it was magical, unfortunately, but I mean, hmm. uh, can I hear this conversation or am I like, like where, where am I? Where are we in the room? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll say you can hear it. Yeah, I say you kind of oh, wandered over there because you've already purchased your doll. You're fine. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know how to tell if something is magic, but a great way to be sure is to just not pick that one. It's a little strange, don't you think? I do. Tabitha, Tabitha's holding it pretty tightly. Like she, she really likes that doll. Put that out there. Um, I guess with this and Dell, who would be my main person to go to on magic stuff, um, I will cast dispel magic on it at third level. Okay, go ahead and link that one. I want to see what it says there. Oops, sorry. I think I doubled. Yeah. Okay. You cast a spell magic on this object. Dell turns to the merchant. Who makes these dolls? I, Belinsky, make these dolls. You made this doll. I made that doll right there. He's proud you know, of it. it looks a lot like this woman right here, right? Such a coincidence. Fate, no? No. Probably not. You do not think so? You do not think that the fates are at play? No, I think you made a doll that looks like a woman who's here. I make dolls that look like everyone. Would you like me to make a doll for you, Sir Paladin? No. Okay. I would like you to explain 
how you made a doll that looks exactly like this one. I make dolls that look all different shapes and sizes. There's hundreds of dolls in here. There, there are. Thousands of people in the world. Of course. The fact that this one looks like this woman does not seem like a coincidence. What would you like me to say? I'm telling you, it is the fates. The I fates that are at work. I do not know how to help you, Sir Paladin. I uh, mean no harm. Dell will cast Zone of Truth. Sure. Uh, 13 Charisma Saving Throw. Okay. Let me roll that up here. Um, he's going to say, because he, he's not actively trying to lie. He's going to say, um, oh, well, I mean, he, I guess saved, but, um, he's going to say, uh, you know, people telling me who people look like this one looks like royalty. There is a chance that maybe somebody described her to me long ago. And I made a doll that looked just like her. Who knows how the mind works? Who would have described her to you? Anyone who's been to Barovia and back. How do you know she's from Barovia? Look at her. She's royalty. Nobility. Just like I know you are a mistwalker. Traveler. Walker technically works either way. Right. Technically works either way. I got like the spin on it. <laughs> yeah. He's got a weird accent for some reason. I gave him. <laughs> Remind me, do I know if Irina is royalty or is this kind of news to me? Oh no, no. You know that she's the, the mayor's okay. daughter, the burgomaster's daughter. That's what I figured, but I was like, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just like if if uh I mean it would be pretty common knowledge as well, let, let's say if the Velaki uh, mayor's you know family traveled to Barovia, they would know. It would be very obvious that like, okay. oh hey, this is the Baron's family, you know, or this is the Baron himself or something like that. Okay. Nobility okay. stands out. You know that as a noble, Ajira. Yeah. Dell leans in very close to the merchant. We will purchase this doll. You already have. Thank you so much. But if I discover that there is any sort of magic or mischief along with this, I will come back and you will be punished. I think it is best if you leave now, Sir Paladin. I will leave. Thank you. But heed my warning. I don't lie. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> um, so with that, I'll have you guys uh, leave Belinsky's shop before you kill uh, a poor man here. Um, <laughs> Should have told her. <laughs> um, uh, so with that, as you guys are leaving the shop, and you guys are like right here in the town square, Belinsky's is right across the street from uh, the tavern. Um, as you leave, um, you're going to see Jeremy actually talking to some guards uh, that are kind of watching the stockades, and he sees you leave, and he uh, walks up to Zav, and he says, I spoke with the Baron this morning. He says that you can come over for dinner tonight. All of you. That, that sounds lovely. He wants you there too, Irina. He was excited when he heard that uh, Barovian no uh, uh, royalty was here. 
Who considers a mayor royalty? Uh, I mean, it's either that or Strahd, right? Yeah, I guess maybe royalty is the wrong word. Nobility is probably the better word to use. What's uh, Irene's reaction to that? She would... Yeah, I guess she's there. She would gracefully accept the invitation. I didn't know if it was like a, like, I'm signing us up for like, yeah, that sounds great. And in reality, we're just like walking into awfulness, which very well could happen. But uh, Irina seems to be a pretty good judge of, of this thus far. Yeah. She she uh, gives a nice curtsy and uh, uh, takes the uh, invitation from Jeremy and says, we'll be there. Thank you, Captain. And Jeremy nods. It's, so what time is it? It's pretty early, right? Oh, super early. Yeah, like 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, we should geez. take doll to Vistani. Sorry, a long rest. <laughs> no. Um, be, before you go, uh, again, Irina just has like a couple things. Like She wants to make sure Tabitha's safe. So before you guys go, she's going to want to stop at the church for sure. Um, I'm also gonna want to stop at the church yep. and uh, you guys are welcome to split more for... yeah you okay. guys are welcome to split the party if you'd like but um yeah she's gonna she's gonna stop at the church um uh, I'll go with to the church okay so I'll think... go out to the Vistani. guys do you want to go to the Vistani now or to the church I can drop Irina yeah. off at the church and then we can meet you out front sure I can, I can go with you out there and we'll yeah. meet you at the camp. Sounds like a plan. Ajira and or, uh, Aspion and Dell, you and I, uh, you two and I will go and drop this doll off to Aragal. Was his name? Aragal. Yeah, you had it. Aragal. Yeah. If we don't so, see see you at the camp, something happens. We'll meet you at the barracks for dinner. I'll send you a message if anything does happen. Good. We appreciate it. Okay, cool. Um, let's start with our church team, um, uh, because you guys will kind of walk together up to the church right around there. Um, and then, you know, the rest of you guys will kind of wander off. You're headed over here to this Vistani section, um, and you guys are going to stay at the church. So we're going to start with the church um, while the others are continuing to walk. Um, uh, as we're walking, um, I would like to ask Irina... Um, there's something about... And, and maybe this, my paranoia is arriving in a strange land. There's something about every place that we've been to that hasn't felt safe. Do you feel safe here? At the church? Uh, in Milwaukee. No more than I did in my own home back in Barovia. It's understandable. I... I hope we can find someone to consecrate the church and use the safe payment. Me too. Um, uh, with that, you guys are going to enter the church. Um, so just to confirm, this is Ajira and Zav that are with her? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you guys are going to enter the church, and you're going to see a number of sick folks um, and other kind of churchgoers. Um there are two faces that really stand out to you. Uh, one is like the head priestess, uh, and the other is a suspicious-looking man who's just kind of sweeping uh, the floor, but like the same patch of floor over and over again um, near Father Lucian's office. Irina will walk over to this head uh, lady, um, and 
with Tabitha in hand um, and start to explain her situation quietly um, to the head priestess. Do we know where the office is? Yeah, it's, I mean, literally they explain it as like, it's the exact same layout. Like, they don't even give you a map. They're like, it's the exact same layout as the one in Barovia. And I'm like, cool. Okay. So. Um, if I could go over and just quietly knock on this door, I guess. A Father Lucian's door? Yeah. Um, the he does that, I would like to watch the, um, the gentleman who is sweeping and just kind of not not visually like just stare at him, but out of the corner of my eye, I keep a, a tab on what he's doing and how he reacts to Ajira going over there. Yeah, he's about 15 feet away from you, Zav, um, and uh, Ajira, you're going to walk right by him. Uh, and you're not you're going to knock on the door and as he's uh sweeping he's not going to lift his head up and he's going to he says um he's not or he says you're not going to find him there <laughs> what did you say and he continues to sweep and he says um the father hired you for the bones right i uh, broke up on me on that one i don't know oh, uh he says uh the father hired you for the bones right he did, but I need more information on it. He's in his office today in prayer. That's why I'm knocking. He doesn't answer his doors on Thursday. Well, then how am I supposed to find these bones? And he goes, oh, it's very urgent. Okay, sure. And he puts his uh, his broom down, and he starts to kind of fiddle with the keys. And he unlocks the door really kind of slowly, opens it, and goes, okay. And then has you walk in with him and shuts the door, and he says, we can talk a little more openly now. I'm guessing you uh, use this disguise often. Uh, this is not Father Lucian. Um, oh, he says... Nope, that's okay. He goes, my name is Mill. Um, uh, Father Lucian um, confides in me. I know he told you about the uh, bones here at the church, but not everybody should know about that. Um, I don't have a portrait for Mill. I probably should have, but that's okay. Um, but he goes, um, he, he goes, not everybody should know about that. Um, on Thursdays, the father leaves the church and he's never to leave the church. So he sneaks out the back. Uh, Captain Jeremy and him have an agreement, and he lets him sneak through the wall. He goes and he helps the Vistani people. Interesting. Is he there now, I'm guessing? Once a week he goes. He's there now. What can you tell me about these bones? I don't know much. I'm right. just here to do some of the work around the church and help the father in any way I can. Well, a word of the wise, you might want to sweep more than just one area. And like you gave him like a, a revelation, like he's never thought about that. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes, thank you. Of course. And then I will walk out of the office, I guess. As he's uh, he he lets you walk out first, and as he's walking out, he goes, "Okay, great. How, uh, you know, continue your prayer, Father Lucian." And he shuts the door, even though nobody was in there, of course. Yeah. Um, and he picks up his broom and he winks at you, and he uh, goes to the other side and starts sweeping. Uh, Ball still watching the door. 
Uh, I guess I should say he locked it as well. He locked it behind okay. him. Um, what is Irina up to? Uh, she's going to walk back to you guys, I'll say. Um, um, she goes, okay, Tabitha's all settled and ready to go. Uh, they're going to take her in here. I told them that it would probably be just a couple days and then I would be joining her. Is she safe here? As safe as anybody can be. And most importantly, she believes she's safe here. She thinks that Strahd and his minions can't get on this land, and I think that that's the most important thing at this point. Well, then we need to go see the Vistani. Why? Our answers, um, and I kind of like look around dramatically, so you guys kind of get the hint of we might be listening or being listened to. The they have some answers I seek. Okay. Um, you guys head out. As we walk out, um, I'm going to cast Prestidigitation underneath the uh, the broom where the guy is sweeping and cause it to where when the uh, the broom touches the ground, it's really just painting like dirt all over the ground. Um, <laughs> what a broom should. And, uh, then we'll... As you guys leave, you hear the doors kind of shutting behind you. He goes, no, no, no. And he's like getting frustrated <laughs> with like where all this dirt's coming from. And from uh, how long? An hour. Oh, God. <laughs> Could have ruined that guy's life for an hour. Um, okay. <laughs> um, with that, do you guys continue over to the gate as well uh, to head towards the Vistani people, or is your next step for the three of you? Mm. Once we're outside and we're kind of away from people, I tell them that... Um, the father uh, leaves every Thursday, apparently having a deal with uh, your friend, and I'll look at um, Zav and your friend, um, to be able to hop out of the city for a little bit undetected. Does this sound like something he would do? I... He's changed a lot in the last four days 20 years what i guess 20 years but that does seem like something he would do he he will identify or he will he'll do what he can to help those seems like one. well apparently he's with the vistani right now so if we want answers that's where we need to head Irina says, okay, well then let's go. Um, with that, we'll cut away to our second group here. Um, so you guys, uh, I'll, I'll say, have made it over to the Vistani uh, woods area. Uh, the woods at this point part to kind of reveal, and I actually have a map. Um, over. Can you guys see this map? Uh, let's see. Or is it black? Dark. It's black. I hate black. It, it Don't know why it does this. Um, is that better? There we go. Hey, there we go. Okay. Like, what? What are we trying to hide here? I don't get it. Anyway. Um. So. Uh, Horses. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, the woods uh, part to reveal an expansive clearing, a small grass-covered hill with low houses built into the side of it. Fog obscures the details, but you can see that these buildings uh, feature elegant carved woodwork and have decorative lanterns hanging from their eaves. Um, as you walk up, you see a familiar face. It's Aragal. Yeah, we knew he'd be here. Didn't he tell us you'd specifically be here? Yeah. Oh, no, you guys aren't surprised by this. It's just, <laughs> you see a friendly face. It's Argal. Oh, <laughs> and now I turn it over to you. <laughs> like, we came here to see him specifically. <laughs> John is super surprised. Argal. Hi. Welcome. We purchased a doll. Oh, oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. He kind of like says it like, oh, it's a, it's a secret. It's a secret. Um, he goes, thank you. Thank you. Um, um, and he takes it from you. Um, and uh, he goes, she'll be so happy uh, to get this. And uh, he's standing right here. And out of this tent, um, this will be to your surprise, um, walks out Father Lucian, uh, Gaius and um, um, Aspion. Um, you know him to be the father of the church. Uh, and he's a little shocked. He goes, uh, why, are you, why are you here? We're here delivering a toy that we promised we'd deliver to one of the children in the camp. Um, okay. Um, I, I have to be honest. Uh, many people in Velaki don't care for the Vistani. It, know. It, it would be very important to me if you kept this under wraps and told no one of you seeing me here. Of course, can Father, I tr- we won't. Can I trust you? Yes. I won't lie. I need you to lie if someone asks you. I will do my utmost best to shift the conversation away from something where my friend if, here won't have to lie. If someone thinks I'm not at the church... They will destroy the church. If someone thinks I am helping Vistani, they will kill me. I will not lie, but I will neither divulge your secret. Your secret is safe with him. Um, He leans back. I'm willing to lie for you. <laughs> thank you, Aspion. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> thank you, guy. <laughs> Stick out my ass. <laughs> um, Aragal says, uh, "Would you like to come with me to give it to my daughter? The the doll. Sure. You you brought it all this way. You might as well see her reaction. Um, yeah, that'd be pleasant." Yeah, so he walks over. His house isn't one of the ones right around here. It's a little further down uh, south. And so you guys um, walk down the hill that direction. And um, as you approach it, you see his uh, door is kicked in. Um, and um, he, he goes, Arabel, Arabel, And he runs into the house and uh, everything kind of looks disheveled. Uh, and, and his house is a little different than everybody else's. Everybody else's house is kind of around in the same area. Um, his is a little off to the side. Um, so it's it's a little bit 
alone, a little more secluded, and Arabelle's nowhere to be found. Um, it looks like someone came in and tossed a bunch of stuff, and uh, uh, Arabelle's missing. Um, he goes, she's not here. I think someone took her. Um, and so he runs uh, back up the hill to Father Lucian, and um, uh, Father Lucian... Um, you know, is going to to just you know calm him down and say say what's going on? Tell me, and uh, he's going to tell him that um, uh, Arabelle is missing, and he's going to cast a locate creature spell. He is going to find Arabelle being taken away, um, um, and that person is headed north. It looks like towards the lake of. Um, uh, or, or I'm sorry, uh, it is uh, Lake Zarovich is where they're headed. He goes, quick, go after them. Horses. Are there any that we can borrow? Yes, yes. Um, um, so you three hop on horses. Um, I probably shot my little oh. early there. Um, um, but you three um, uh, hop on horses and uh, start riding north. Um, is the dad not coming with us? Yeah, I was going to say Aragal. Aragal will fight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, but um, he'll come with you. <laughs> is uh, the priest is staying? Uh, the priest is staying. Yeah, he's going to stay. Priest, tell someone if our friends come here that we have gone to the north to find the girl and then head out. Okay, great. Um, as you guys are heading up this path to get to the, uh, the main road, uh, you're going to pass your friends. Um, you guys are in a hurry, um, and you're going to pass, uh, Zav, uh, Irina, and, uh, Ajira. I give them high fives as they run on past. Like, <laughs> you got this! <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys say anything to them as you ride past? How, how far are we going still when we see them? I mean, you, you can see them. I mean, it's it's like normal human distance. You can probably see them about 100 feet out, you know, pretty easily. Oh, the little girl and the kidnapper, that's why. Oh, no, they're, they're, they, they're a good ways ahead of you guys. They're probably uh, maybe about a quarter mile ahead of you guys, so you guys would have to catch up to them. Okay, so if we rode the horses, we get there way before these guys got there and everything. Uh, the, the lake's pretty close by. I mean, they might, they'll probably beat you there still, um, but the lake's pretty close by. I mean, you guys will probably all arrive at the same time. Um, the horses were a good idea. Dell yells, to the lake, to the lake. Someone's and been kidnapped. In that direction. Yeah. Okay. I do. Okay, so at the very least, I know you three are going to uh, head to the lake. Um, do you want, uh, so uh, I'll ask, Ajira and Zav, what are, what are you guys doing? Irina's going to follow whatever you're doing. Just, I see them going full force, uh, Okay, so you guys are going to uh, to kind of follow behind here. Um, I apologize because I had to make this map because they didn't have a map for some reason, but it's okay. Um, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna put Aspie on there. Oh, looks like I kind of planned this already. All right, we'll put you guys back there, and I'm gonna that say that you guys are here. Oh, that's a big lake, so um, and. So there's a little bit of separation here, but I'm going to say that uh, at the very least, the uh, the first three um, are, are here, uh, and you basically see uh, the drunkard uh, from last night. Uh, Bluto was his name, if you remember, and he's got this sack 
uh, and he throws it into, um, uh, you know, this boat, and he starts rowing out. Um, as soon as he sees you, he gets flustered. Um, as far as the lake goes, this lake is large. Uh, you can see the opposite side of it um, when it isn't cloaked in mist. So, like, you can kind of see, you know, I guess scatterings of it uh, because it's pretty misty out. Um, the water is, like, black and glassy. You really have no idea what lurks below. Um, but the sack is moving and thrashing around. You believe that there's somebody inside. Um, so when Bluto sees the party, he gets frustrated uh, that he's kind of caught red-handed. And he starts rowing as fast as he can out to the middle of the lake. Are there any other boats? There are no other boats. My only boat with a little dock on it. So. And he's, and he's out. We can't jump onto the boat, right? Uh, that would be a hell of a jump. But it's possible. That would be a hell of a jump. <laughs> You'd have to really convince me. <laughs> 130 uh, foot jump. <laughs> this is the dock, right? There's a little, there's a little dark, dock right here. Dale turns to guys. Triangle. You take the southeast, turns to uh, Espeon. You take the southwest, I'll ride to the north. Whoever sees him stops him. Uh, all right. You guys can see the, him. You guys can see well, him I'm, here. All right. Whoever, okay. Wherever he lands. And you hold him until we get there. Okay. Uh, I think I can stop him right now. If you can and do it without hitting the girl. Yes, I can. I'm going to run out. Guys, the... I would say to you, um, the way that this would work for your mechanic is that if you miss, you have a 50% chance of hitting the girl. Well, I, shit. I so, so just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, all right. I'm going to, uh, I guess I'll cast, um, I guess I'll make him my sworn enemy for the day. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fair. Yeah. Um, Aspion. Um, Del will just start writing around the outside hoping that he can get to the far side on horse faster than the guy can get on the vehicle. Okay. I'm going to say that if it's the light blue, you guys can stand, but it'll be considered rough terrain, so you got half movement. And then if it's uh, the dark blue, you guys would need to be swimming at that point. So just heads up there. Uh, um, can I make a? Can I make like an athletics check to see how I can swim? You absolutely can. In the um, water? Yep. Um, so I'll let you uh, use as much movement as you'd like to get out to the light blue, um, and then you can make an athletics check. Um, I do have mechanics for this fight and how it's going to work. Uh, you don't have any heavy armor, so you're not going to get any um, uh, disadvantage or anything like that. So um, you can roll neutrally. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, dude, you're, you're going to get your regular movements in the water. Um, that's basically how this is going to work for you. Uh, so when we get to your next turn, we're going to roll initiative here in just a moment. But when we get to your next turn, that's basically how it's going to work for you. So uh, I'm going to put Zav and Ajira and Irina um, at the end of the initiative order um, out of the four folks here. Um, Bluto being one of the four. Um, but uh, go ahead, uh, Gaius, Aspion, and Del, roll me uh, initiative. 
What about uh, Daddy? Uh, yeah, he's going to roll initiative, too. That's more like it. <laughs> I blew my load with my one um, my one good roll. This program hates you, man. But I, I roll okay with um, with load. Yeah, it does. Terrible with load. No, he rolls terrible with Aspion. He, he had the worst rolls ever with Aspion. I roll okay with load. You roll okay with load. Oh, except shit. except that for initiative. Stealth. Damn. Okay. Um. Who are we missing here? We are missing Dell. Why did it not add you, Dell? Doesn't like you. Dell. And we're going to add turn. Dell, you rolled. Good roll. 20. All right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, now, Ajira, I'll have Irina and uh, Zav go ahead and roll. Um, and you guys are kind of rolling against each other, is the way I'm going to make it work. Yeah. I did a 19. Okay. Ajira. You got a 19, but I'll put you in. Zav, what do you got? Oh, and you got a 9. Okay. So we'll put you in basically as a 6 Ajira. And Zav, we'll put you in. That's five. Got to get Irina on here. I apologize. I'm not prepared. Irina. Okay, got Irina on here. Add a turn. Give her four. Cool. All right, so we're going to start with Bluto's turn. Um, he's got a uh, 60 movement um, in the boat, so he can do some stuff here. I got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Is that right? How do I do this? <coughs> Is he in a fucking motorboat? <laughs> no, but he's rowing on a calm lake, so. Yeah, but he's going faster than a person can run. <laughs> He's in a boat. <laughs> a rowboat. <laughs> I, I guess we can go with 40. You know, I, I, could, I could drop him down a little bit. Let's go with 20. I'll rat it. Yeah, that's a rowboat, Mike. I don't know. If I'm you don't go too fast. <laughs> nah. You can go like walking speed. He's going to go faster than somebody who can swim. So Even Michael it, Phelps? Even Michael Ooh. Phelps. Even Michael Phelps. Good question, though. Um, Cool. So he's going to row out. Um, Del, you are up. I'm on my horse, and I guess I'm just trying to get around to the far side of the lake, whatever way is fastest. Okay. Um, you would probably, I mean, you could go way around if you want for the lake, um, but it would probably be quickest, I imagine, if you were to run through some of the water, even though you get half speed on your horse. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's faster, then then that's what I'll do. But you know, sort of just Dell in the moment is going to be looking at the water and looking at the land and making that determination. Yeah, so you would have thirty movement then on your horse, horses sixty movement. Um, so you would have um thirty movement that you'd be able to do here. 
So I'll, I'll let you move your character. Oh, and I'll flip the turn over. Well. I guess he'll. 1, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. All right. All right. Great. Anything else we're doing on your turn here, Dell? Uh, nope. Uh, actually, can't you use a run action? Yeah, yeah, you could use a dash action, and I, I'll allow you to use it for the horse if you want to use an extra 30. Awesome. All right. With that, we're going to flip over to Aspion. What are we doing here, Aspion? Um, I'm going to take my full movement into the water, so 30 feet. And again, you're welcome to use the dash accent, which would give you 30 feet, which I know is super fast to swim, but um, this is a big map, so. Um, would I be able to target an attack in front of the boat to try and, like, steer them away from... You're technically in range, so that shouldn't be a problem. I think the one thing I would tell you is similar to Gaius, that... If you miss, you're going to have a 50% chance of hitting the girl. Um, I'm not exactly sure what you're trying to do, but that's what I would tell you. If a magic missile hits the guy, is the explosion going to hurt the girl or something? No, I, I would say no on that. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not him. I was just curious. Yeah, because you don't have to roll for hit. That's just an automatic. Like. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm going to minor illusion a small shark in front of the boat. So minor illusion is only five feet, so that's going to be a pretty small shark. <laughs> that's right. That's, well, it will appear to be a large shark, but only part of it is above the water. Just the fish. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm okay with this. Um, sure. Yeah. So you set up a, a little sharky right there in front of the boat. He's rowing outwards. So um, uh, you're going to set up a minor illusion there uh, to hopefully slow him down. Guys? Shoot him. Um, I'm going to okay. determine, I'm going to make him my, uh, sworn enemy for the day. Yep. And I'm going to, uh, roll an attack. All right. Roll it up, bud. Oh, and I get advantage too. Damn. So I guess we're going with that 11. Uh, that's not going to hit, bud. I need you okay. to roll me. Uh, so here's how this is going to work. I'm going to have you roll a d20, just a flat d20. Mm. If you get 10 or lower, you're going to hit the girl. If you get 11 or higher, okay, you're not going to hit the girl. So uh, the arrow goes wide, uh, lands in the water. Uh, doesn't hit the girl. Second attack, doing the same thing. Okay. Okay. Do yeah. 19 or 20 hit. Yep, you're going to sink an arrow uh, right into him. Um, um, Tight. Is, not, um, is it uh, 10 damage that I'm taking? Is that how that works? No, 19. You're taking uh, oh, 9 plus together. 10. Yeah, plus um, I'm going to use Enfeebling Arrow. Okay. So he's going to do 2d6s of necrotic damage, and he needs to pass a... 
constitution saving throw. Uh, All right. Yeah, but, shit. All right. No, that was that was the wrong button. I hit initiative. Uh, I was trying to click off over to my screen. And that was my bad. Um, but you said it was a con saving throw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he is not going to pass that. Uh, cool. So... All right. So if he does any physical attacks next turn, they're going to be half damage. All right. And then cool. the d sixes. Five, so he takes five necrotic damage, a two and a three. All so right, so that's 24, 24 damage total, correct? Okay. Yep. Good hit, dude. Thank you. And I missed All one. Right. That's going to be... Okay. Perfect. And now we're going to cut over to Ajira. Yeah. You guys are starting a little um, bit behind here. Yeah. I'm going to run 30 feet. Not very much there. Okay. And then I'll do one, two, three, four, five, six. It's five per whatever, right? Per What's that? One, two, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then I'll get there with the dash action, and that's it. Okay. Cool. Um... Zav? Great. Anything else we're doing here, Zav? Uh, uh, say that again, Tyler. Missed it. Uh, I'm spread my wings. Uh, so I'll uh, fly PC to really break. Perfect. Uh, you're super choppy, by the way, Tyler, but I got what you were saying. Okay. <laughs> um, um, awesome. Uh, we'll go ahead and move over to Irina's turn. Uh, she's in the same situation. She is going to uh, run up, I'll say, right here. Um, now, that said, we come to the end of this round, even though the round is kind of in a weird spot. Here, let me move it there. Um, we come to the end of this round. Um, and as we do, uh, I am going to introduce a new player here. If I can do that. New opponent has entered the ring. Wait, what's, yeah, really? uh, what's daddy doing? Who's daddy? Uh, the girl's dad. Uh, he's, he's a bystander. He's going to watch. He's a commoner. He doesn't have anything special. Uh, he's just watching. You want me to put a common thing down real fast for you? I was just curious what he was doing. I find one for you. I know it's your favorite token to look at because you He's saw eight of them earlier. <laughs> Let's see. There you go. Got him. Oh, no, put it in the wrong one. Sorry. There you go. Um, He's just one of those eight identical women. <laughs> <laughs> but um, cool. Um, so, yeah, so a new uh, person has entered the ring. Um, and this is the old woman, uh, Granny, that you guys remember seeing in Barovia. Um, or at least a couple of you. I feel like maybe Ajira and Zav didn't see her or something like that. But I think everybody else did. Um, we did because we got our uh, fortune. Uh, no, different person. Um, uh, but oh. she's the one who was selling the pies in uh, Barovia. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. So this is her. Um, um, and she comes up. And she gets Irina's attention um, on Irina's turn. And she goes, Granny, what are you doing here? And she goes, well, 
you never asked me my real name. And she goes, what? There's a girl in trouble. What are you talking about? She goes, my name, my name is Morganeth. And she turns into a night hag. And she goes, I'm here for revenge of my sisters. And she turns into a night hag. Um, so we have a new person who has entered the ring. I'm going to add her turn. Right here. All right. And we'll give her a three. Um, with that, uh, Irina used her action for a dash action. Uh, she has got nothing else. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to Morganeth. Who? It's going to do some fun stuff. <laughs> All right. Who's going to cast Magic Missile um, on Zav? Uh, that misses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Looks like you're going to take a total of 14 force damage. And that will be her first turn. And she says, uh, she goes with the Spider-Man quote. She goes, you mess with one of us. You mess with all of us. Um, and then we're going to cut back to uh, Bluto, who I actually need to make a quick roll for. I apologize. I got like, I got nine different uh, characters over here. Um, Yeah, too many things going on at once on my screen. Um, but I need to roll a something. I need to roll wisdom. <gasps> Holy shit. Okay. Um, shit's going to get real right now. Um, Bluto uh, rolled a 14 uh, wisdom saving throw. He broke his charm. He stops the rowboat. It's still drifting out into the water. We'll say it drifts maybe about five feet. Um, and he starts freaking out. Um, he had a 22 prior, by the way. Um, he starts freaking out. He goes, help me! Help me! And he starts screaming to the party, or really anybody who will listen. Oh, shit. A large bubble. Bloop comes up from under the water. And that is where we're going to end tonight's session. Oh, come on. <laughs> we could do more. I just think this is going to be a very long combat uh, heavy area, and I, I don't want to keep you guys on here until 11 o'clock. <laughs> go a few more turns if you wanted. If everyone's good with it. I'm down. Well, the I mean, if you... says it, it's, it's like a few more turns <laughs> isn't going to... I, yeah, I, I think this is yeah. probably great. I, I, this is a decent yeah. place because we've got...